Good morning, good morning, good morning. And how are you today? Oh, dear me, it was meant to be raining today, but I got up, I looked out of my window, and there's sunshine. It looks very, very lovely out there. So, how are we all? Are we all good? I'm glad. <sighs> Who wants to hear a fun fact? A fun fact of the day. Okay, here goes. So, did you know that cows and horses sleep standing up, but they can only dream if they're laying down? How weird is that? Now, my question is, how do people know that? How did scientists find that out? Hmm. That is a very good question. And if anybody knows the answer, let me know. <laughs> so, today... Now, we have a very, very exciting day today because not only are we having today's story like this, we also have a bonus story. So, a little bit later on today, there'll be a second podcast, a second story for you all to listen to. And it's because... Um, a friend of mine called Haley has written two children's books and they're called The Lavender Fairy Adventures. So I am going to read them on here for you to listen to. But I'm not going to read them at the same time as reading our stories about the wishing chair and the magic faraway tree and the Mr. Men stories that you're all loving, I'm going to do a separate one. So every day from now on until we finished her books, they there are going to be two, not just one, but two stories to listen to. One will be around nine o'clock in the morning. Um, this is all English time, obviously. And... Um, the next one, the second one will be around 12 o'clock lunchtime. So, can't wait to see what these stories are like. I'm so excited. And I hope you'll all join me for the second story. So, but first of all, we need to do the first one, don't we? So, we are on chapter 18 of The Magic Faraway Tree. And it's called A Surprising Visitor. And if you remember yesterday, um, because Rick got everybody into trouble, um, including poor Moonface, um, Moonface and Saucepan went home with the children to stay there. So... The children's mother was astonished to see Moonface and Saucepan arriving at the cottage with the children. Mum, can they stay the night? asked Jo. They've been so good to us in lots of ways and they don't want to go back to the tree tonight because somebody is waiting there to scold them. Oh dear me, said their mother, even more surprised. Well, yes, they can stay. You and Rick must sleep downstairs on the sofa. 
If they'd like to help in the garden for a day or two, they can stay longer. Oh, said Moonface, pleased. That would be fine. I'm sure what's-his-name will have forgotten about scolding us if we can stay away for a few days. Thank you very much. And we will help all we can. Would you like one of my very special kettles? asked Saucepan gratefully. Or a big saucepan for cooking soup bones? <laughs> Thank you, said Mother, smiling, for the old saucepan man was a really funny sight, covered as usual with all his pans. I could do with a strong little kettle, but let me pay you. Oh, certainly not, madam, said Saucepan, hearing quite well for a change. I shall be only too pleased to present you with anything you like in the way of kettles or saucepans. He gave Mother a little kettle and a good strong saucepan. She was very pleased. Moonface looked on, wondering what he could give her. He put his hand in his pocket and felt around a bit. Then he brought out a bag and offered it to the children's mother. Have a bit of toffee, he asked. Their mother took a piece. The children stared at her, knowing that it was a piece of toffee shock. Oh, my goodness, poor mother. The toffee grew bigger and bigger and bigger in her mouth as she sucked it. And she looked more and more surprised. At last, when she felt that it was just as big as her whole mouth, it exploded into nothing at all. And the children squealed with laughter. <laughs> Mother, that was a toffee shock, said Joe, giggling. Would you like to try a pop cake or a Google bun? Um, no, thank you, said Mother at once. The toffee shock tasted delicious, but it did give me a shock. It was fun having Moonface and Saucepan staying with them in their cottage just for a few days. The children loved it. Moonface was very, very good in the garden because he dug and cleared away rubbish twice as fast as anyone else. The old saucepan man wasn't so good because he suddenly went deaf again and didn't understand what was said to him. So he did rather peculiar things. When mother said, saucepan, fetch me some carrots, will you? He thought she asked for sparrows and he spent the whole morning trying to catch them. Then he went into the kitchen looking very serious. I can't bring you any sparrows, he said. Mother stared at him. I don't want any sparrows, she said. But you asked me for some, said Saucepan in surprise. Um, indeed I didn't, said Mother. What do you think I want sparrows for? To make porridge with? When Saucepan and Moonface had been at the children's cottage for two or three days, Silky came in a great state of anxiety. She knocked at the door and Joe opened it. Oh, Joe, have you still got Moonface and Saucepan here? she asked. Well, tell them they must come back to the tree at once. Gosh, what's happened? said Joe. Everyone crowded to the door to hear what Silky had to say. Well, 
You know the old woman who lives in a shoe, don't you? said Silky. Her land has come to the top of the tree, and the old woman came down the ladder through the cloud to see Dame Washalot, who is an old friend of hers. And when she saw that Moonface's house was empty, she said she was going to live there. She said she was tired of looking after a pack of naughty children. Oh no, said Moonface, looking very depressed. I don't like that old woman. She gives her children soup without any bread and she punishes them and sends them to bed when they're only really a little bit naughty. Couldn't you tell her that that tree, house in the tree is mine and I'm coming back to it? I did tell her that, silly, said Silky. But do you think she took any notice of me? Not a bit. She just said in a horrid kind of voice, Little girls should be seen and not heard. And she went into your house and began to shake all the rugs. Well, said Moonface, his temper rising. Well! To think of somebody shaking my rugs. I hope she falls down the slippery slip. She won't, said Silky. She peered down it and said, Ha! A coal hole, I suppose. How stupid. I shall have a board made and nail that up. (gasps) Well, I never, cried Moonface, his big round face getting redder and redder. Nailing up my lovely slippery slip. Just wait till I tell her a few things. I'm going this very minute. I'll come with you, said Saucepan. Are you coming too, children? Mum, Saucepan and Moonface have got to go back home, called Joe. Can we go with them for a little while? We won't be long. Very well, said their mother. Moonface and Saucepan went to say goodbye to her and thank her for having them. Then they and the four children and Silky sped off to the enchanted wood. I'll tell that old woman a few things, cried Moonface. I'll teach her to shake my rugs. Does she think she's going to live in my dear little round house? Where does she think I'm going to live? In her shoe, I suppose. The children couldn't help feeling rather excited as they ran to the tree. They climbed up it quickly and at last came to Moonface's door. It was shut. Moonface banged on it so loudly that the door shook. The door flew open and a cross-faced old woman glared out. Do you want to break my door down? she cried. "'Tisn't your door!' shouted Moonface. "'It's mine!' "'Well, I've taken this house now,' said the old woman. "'I'm tired of all those naughty children, "'and I don't want to live in a shoe any more. "'I'm going to live by myself and have a good time. "'Dame Washalot is an old friend of mine, "'and she and I will have lots of chats about old times.' "'And she slammed the door in their faces!' Moonface peered in at the window. He groaned. She's nailed up the slippery slip, he said. She's put my bed across the board she's nailed there. Whatever am I going to do? I'll see if I can do something, said the old saucepan man unexpectedly. You're a good friend of mine, Moonface, and I'd like to do something for you. Saucepan began to clash his pans together and make a dreadful noise. He shouted at the top of his voice, 
Come out, you naughty old woman. Come out and let Moonface have his house. Your children are hungry. Now, he was making such a tremendous noise that he didn't notice old Dame Washalot coming up the tree, looking like thunder. She glared at the little company outside Moonface's house. She was short-sighted and she didn't see who they were. She thought they, they were seven of the old woman's children who had come down from the land above and were making themselves a nuisance. I'll teach you to shout and scream like that, said Dame Washalot in a fierce voice. And before anyone quite knew what was happening, they were all picked up one by one by Dame Washalot's strong arms and flung right up through the hole in the cloud into the land of the old woman who lived in a shoe. And there they were, in a new and strange land again, out of breath and very bewildered. They stared around in surprise. Oh my goodness, so we will have to wait until tomorrow to find out what the land of the old woman in a shoe is like, won't we? What do you think it's going to be like? Do you think there's only one old woman who lives in a shoe? Or do you think there's lots of them? So lots of little shoes. Hmm. Well, I wonder. <laughs> now, we'll wait until tomorrow and then we'll find out. So, don't forget that later on today there is another story starting the Lavender Fairy Adventures and I am excited to read them so hopefully you will love them just as much as you seem to like these stories because they're all about fairies and um, Bluebell Meadow and oh, all sorts, the Lavender Fairies perfect and the first book is called the escape so that is what we're going to be reading later on today so i will see you all then <laughs> but until then i will wish you goodbye make sure you are good today and make sure that you take care and stay safe and i'll see you all again either later today or tomorrow Bye for now.